Oh dear. Welcome to the Coffee and Coding Podcast, where we discuss all things app development. I'm your host, Rob J, and in this episode, I'm going to teach you how to succeed in a bad interview. Now on to the show. So before we get started, I just want to say thank you for everybody that reached out about last week's episode. I had a lot of great feedback. If you haven't yet listened to last week's episode, then I highly recommend you go back and check it out. Season two, episode one. My guest was Taylor Desson. We talked all about things related to jobs and recruiting and CVs and interviews and all that kind of stuff. And off the back of that, I really wanted to record this episode, which is something that I found from doing many, many interviews in my over 10 years freelancing and contracting and something that I find a lot when I go for interviews are essentially the people that are interviewing me are what I would call quote unquote bad interviewers. And and the reason I say that is that there's a bunch of things that makes a bad interviewer. In my experience, the main things are one is inexperience. So you have someone who is interviewing you who has not done it before, or who has not done it a lot before, or who's not very confident in interviewing. And one of the key drawbacks for you as a candidate means that they might not know what questions to ask you that's going to give them the information they need to decide if you're the right person for the job. So if they forget to ask you a question that is quite important or if they ask you questions that doesn't really give them the information they need, they leave the interview thinking this person's not qualified because they don't have, you know, experience in X, Y and Z. But actually, they didn't ask you if you have experience in X, Y, and Z, or they didn't dig into enough detail to be able to feel comfortable with you as the best candidate. The other kind of bad interviewers that I found are people that are unqualified to interview you for that role. So let's say you're going for a developer role, but you're not being interviewed by a developer or an engineer. You're being interviewed by the project manager or the project owner who knows that they need an Android developer or an iOS developer or a Flutter developer, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't know what makes a good engineer. They don't know what technologies you need experience in to be able to work on that project because they actually don't know what technologies they use behind the scenes. And so they ask you a bunch of questions, kind of like a, a normal job interview, so not a technical one. So, you know, can you tell me about a time when you face adversity? Can you tell me about how you worked in a team? Can you tell me all these different things that don't actually tell me if you're qualified to do the job? And again, if you just answer the questions they give you, they'll leave the interview thinking, you know, Rob's probably not a great candidate for this role. You'll leave the interview thinking, you know, I didn't really just have a technical interview or a developer interview and I didn't put my best foot forward. And so you don't get the role and it's not really through any fault of your own. And then the other kind of what I would call bad interviewer are just people that are lazy. And by lazy, and I've seen this in companies that I've worked with, and I know this developer is now going to go and interview the candidate to join the team. And they literally haven't read your CV. 10 minutes before the interview, they go on Google, top 10 questions to ask an iOS developer. They write them down, they head off to the interview and they ask the questions. And the problem with that is, that they don't know what answers you should be giving that are good answers because they just Googled the question. Also, those questions might not be relevant to that role. So if it's a really junior role, probably fine. If it's a very specific role and you have the experience that you need for that role, but they don't ask you any questions related to that specific experience, then you don't stand out versus any other candidate because they just ask you this standard list of questions. And to give you some examples of what would be bad questions are questions that don't allow you to highlight your skills. So for example, you're going for a role at a startup and they have an app and they want to build features out on it and it uses Firebase authentication for 
obviously authentication and it uses um, a specific networking library to do their networking stuff and they use a specific database library to have offline mode and you have experience in all of those things. But at no point in the interview do they ask you any question about all of those things. Instead, they just ask you questions about, can you tell me about your experience? And they just want you to go through your CV. How long were you at this company? Why were you at this company for this long? What did you do for this company? But they don't ever ask you, do you have experience with Firebase authentication? How much experience do you have with it? And that kind of thing. Another example of a bad question that you might be asked are questions that don't that aren't relevant to the role. So for example, and this is a very recent example from me. So I had an interview maybe three or four months ago and I was being interviewed by web developers for an Android development role. So they're developers, which is great, but they're not developers in my space, which means that they don't know the nuances of Android. They don't know if what I'm saying is, you know, something a junior developer would know or something a very senior developer would know, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the questions they asked me, and I forget the exact term they used, but they asked me a question and I and they were like, can you list an example of this? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so they just said it back to me slower. Can you list an example of this? And I was like, mate, I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and then the guy basically said, you know, put, get, and I was like, oh, okay, yep, 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 put, get, delete. They were basically asking me what are common HTTP methods because they're web developers, right? So that's a question that they ask. Not relevant to me specifically. And also the term that they used, which was basically asking me what is a common HTTP method, I'd never heard that term in my life. I assume it's a term that web developers use. So I said to them, I have no idea what you're talking about. Obviously, once I understood the question, I was able to answer it because all day long as app developers, we work with REST APIs and we use put and get and delete, etc. But that's an example of a bad question where if I hadn't said, I have no idea what you're talking about and I just said no or I just guessed, then they would have been like, Rob's not qualified to the job. When actually the question that you asked me is absolutely not relevant to whether or not I'm a good app developer. So how do you combat this? And these are my best tips on how I combat this, right? Because I've experienced this quite a lot. So the first thing is go off on tangents. In an interview, it is totally fine to go off on a tangent. So for example, when I go into an interview and they don't ask me specific questions about my CV, they just ask me, can you tell me what experience you have? That tells me they probably haven't read my CV or they've just skimmed it or they're not really interested in doing this interview because otherwise they would have questions like when I go into an interview to interview someone, I have questions based on their CV because I've read it. So rather than say, you know, well, I started Android development in 2011 and I got my first contract in 2012, et cetera, et cetera. I just list things that I think would be relevant for this role. And I'll tell them, well, I worked for so-and-so company and we did this, 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 and this. And I worked for this other company. And over there, I really worked with this technology, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll just go off on tangents where I'll basically answer questions that they should be asking me that they haven't, that straight away tells them I have the experience to do this role. A, a secondary point to that would be elaborate on yes or no questions. So if they ask you, do you have experience with Firebase authentication? And you do, don't say yes. Say, yes, you have experience with Firebase authentication, used it at this company and this company and this company, used it to do Google and Facebook login for this company and this company used it to do email and password only. And you've been using it in most of your projects for the past six years. That's a much better answer than yes. And then thirdly to that would be 
if you have somebody who you believe is a bad interviewer, right? You're going through the interview, you're answering the questions that they ask, but you feel like they're not getting the vibe that you're right for this role and you don't feel like you're able to portray you're right for this role because they're asking you questions that don't that aren't super relevant to this role or are super generic and every developer is going to answer the same as you so it doesn't make you stand out. Something that I do and something that I would encourage you to do would be two things. So one, ask them questions. I do this if I have an interviewer that is not a great interviewer. I ask them questions about technical aspects of the project. Can you tell me what tech stack you use? Oh, okay, you guys use Retrofit in the app. Do you do this, this, and this? How do you handle the authentication layer? Do you use interceptors? Do you use mock interceptors to do the test? Like, how do you do that stuff? And if you have somebody who is not qualified... They're going to be super impressed with your knowledge because they have no idea what you're saying. And if you have somebody who's qualified, you can get into an interesting conversation about the project that gives them a much better idea of your experience than just the questions they're asking you. And then secondary to that, you can elaborate on your experience. So for example, I go into a lot of roles with startups and they talk about they want to do testing and they ask me questions like, have I worked with AppsFlyer or have I worked with Optimizely? And I've worked with both of those things and I'll say yes, but then I always bring up have you guys tried remote config? Because almost every company that I've worked for doesn't know it exists or doesn't know how to use it. And they'll say no. And then straight away, I get to tell them the great thing about remote config is it integrates with analytics and it integrates with crashlytics and it integrates with Firebase push notifications, which you're using all of those, which means that you can do this, this, and this. And these are the way you can integrate it into your project. And straight away in the interview, I am delivering value to that person in in a way, I'm basically saying this is what I could bring to the role from my experience that you've never heard of before. So you might have great developers, but obviously they've never brought this forward to you. And so they may ask me terrible questions, but they might still leave with this idea of we could use this technology. And Rob's had experience with this technology, which means Rob's probably pretty experienced and maybe is a good candidate for this role. So those are all my top tips on how to combat a bad interview I would love to hear if you have any other tips on how to combat a bad interview or any experiences you've had with bad interviews or just any feedback on this episode at all would be amazing. Aside from that, I'll be back next week with an interview with Florian Walters, aka Coding in Flow. So definitely make sure you check that out. And if you're not subscribed to this podcast, make sure you subscribe in your podcast app of choice so you don't miss out. And that's it from me. I will catch you next week. And that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or fellow developer. And if you really want to support the show, you can do so with a coffee donation at coffeeencodingpod.com forward slash donate. And if you don't want to miss future episodes of the show, make sure you follow or subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Coffee Encoding Podcast. Podcast.